Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on, dirty It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Monday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. Hey, that's all that really matters. Coming your way this hour on the show in 30 minutes, Jared Greenberg, NBA on TNT and NBA TV. Bradley Beal is headed to Phoenix as a member of the Suns. Where does that put the Suns in terms of a chase for a championship, their first ever in franchise history? They're still seeking, much like what we just saw the Nuggets do last week. Also, We'll ask him about the other dominoes this offseason. Could Damian Lillard end up somewhere else like the Miami Heat? That's coming up this morning on the show with Jared Greenberg in 30 minutes. Also, I want to read to you a statement from the Indianapolis Colts as we commemorate Juneteenth today. The Colts wrote, We commemorate an incredible milestone in our nation's history. Juneteenth is a day that holds immense significance as we reflect on the journey towards freedom and equality. On this day, we remember and celebrate the emancipation of enslaved African Americans in the United States. It serves as a reminder of the progress we've made and the work still ahead to achieve true justice and equality for all. Together, we can build a society that embraces diversity, fosters inclusion, and affirms the humanity of every individual. Join us in celebrating Juneteenth as we continue to educate ourselves, engage in meaningful conversations, and promote inclusivity and inequality in all aspects of our lives. Happy Juneteenth from the Indianapolis Colts. I think that that was well said, well stated, and I'm glad that they put that out. Certainly feel the same way here at Odyssey as it is a holiday for the company, although we are working here on the show. But certainly a day of remembrance and a day just to, to celebrate inclusion. And I believe in that very, very very seriously. It's what Bob's Bar is all about. It's a place where everybody gets to show up, no judgment, and as long as you're there for the right purposes, we are happy to have you there no matter no matter what. And I think that's kind of the beauty of this show, that a lot of people from a lot of different demographics and a lot of different backgrounds across the country feel a kinship with the show and what we do every morning, and that means a great deal to me. And even if I don't always express it, and sometimes the show can veer off into ridiculous places, I do want that to still be the heartbeat of this show, that it is a place where everybody should feel welcome and feel safe. And no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, no matter demographics, place, whatever, it doesn't matter. So I think that the Colts kind of 
got a good one there and how they described Juneteenth. And hopefully it is something that people keep in mind today. This David Freeze story I found really interesting. And I, I found it interesting because I don't think, and I know that this is oftentimes said in sports without people really thinking, haven't ever seen that before. But I really thought about this, and aside from a few exceptions for different reasons, I don't think I've ever seen this before. David Freeze was a third baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals. He played first base as well and played for the Cardinals for six seasons from 09 through 2014, or five seasons. And he only made one All-Star game. That was 2012. He then had a couple of years in L.A. with the Angels, played for a couple of years for the Pirates, and then wrapped up with the Dodgers. He had a nice career, 11 years, but by and large, a pretty nondescript career. He was not a over-the-top hitter. He certainly wasn't known for his power. He certainly wasn't known for anything otherworldly. He just was a very solid player, specifically for the Cardinals but would be completely forgotten to history, aside from hardcore Cardinals fans, unless he had two of the biggest hits in franchise history. And namely, the World Series against the Texas Rangers when the Cardinals were down two runs in the ninth inning with two outs and two strikes. And Freeze lifted that drive to right field where the Rangers kind of seemingly misplayed it and two runs scored on the hit, tied things up, and the Cardinals would go on to win that game. That That is one of the most famous hits, I think, one of the most famous plays of the last 25 years in the World Series. It completely altered the World Series. Cardinals would go on to win the championship. Rangers still without a championship. And David Freeze was at the center of all these clutch hits for the Cardinals during those years. And his numbers are not eye-popping. He only had 1,041 hits in his career. Again, only played five years for the San Louis Cardinals. Had 113 home runs over the course of his entire career and hit 277, one all-star game. These are not the numbers that you associate with a team's Hall of Famer. And the Cardinals nominated him for the Hall of Fame and the Cardinals fans voted him into the Cardinals Hall of Fame. And he was going to be honored by the Cardinals and David Freeze declined. Now, you might see this from people that say, I've been overlooked for so long, I'm bitter that you guys didn't recognize me sooner. That happens. You might see a player at odds with a team because he was traded, because he was he was at war with the owner over contract and doesn't want to be honored by that team because there's bad blood. We've seen that. But that's not the case with David Freeze. Freeze is an ambassador for the team and says his time with the Cardinals is an honor. His time with the Cardinals fans is an honor. And that 
he considers himself a Cardinal, and he'll always be part of the franchise. So there is nothing that he's angry about. It's not that he feels overlooked. It's not that this took too long. So to this degree, I've never seen this. David Freeze doesn't want to be a Cardinals Hall of Famer because he doesn't view himself as a Hall of Famer. He looked around at the Cardinals Hall of Fame and saw Stan Musial and Ozzie Smith and Albert Pujols and guys like that and said, I don't belong. Now, have you ever heard of that? When guys who aren't that great get voted in to things that might be above their their talent or above their accomplishments, no one ever says no thanks. You're like, oh, man, this is great. I'll take it. Because what else is there for David Freeze? He's not going to Cooperstown. David Freeze won't be an all-time legend doing this, that, and the other thing in terms of autograph signing. or th- he David Freeze will, again, be largely forgotten to time. And yet, here he is with, this is the highest honor he can have. He's not going to be in Cooperstown. He's not going to be a baseball legend. He wouldn't make the Team Hall of Fame for the Dodgers, the Pirates, or the Angels. The Lart, maybe he would make his high school Hall of Fame or his hometown's Hall of Fame, but he would, the biggest honor he can have is being a Cardinals Hall of Famer. And he said, I can't do it. I can't accept it. I've got to take myself out of the running. And I just thought in today's sports world, really forever, I mean, this is kind of going back to 100 years when we started organized professional sports here in the States. To show that much humility? That much humility. To be like, I I just don't belong in that class. I can't accept this. Have you ever seen an MVP say, I didn't really, I didn't deserve this. An all-star go, I I can't be an all-star this year. This is not right. Something that goes their way for a fan vote or a media vote because they're a popular person. And just be like, you know, I wasn't as good as they're making it out to be. I, I can't really do this. That never happens. And I literally reread this story multiple times this weekend to figure if I had missed something. I went to multiple places where the story was written. And then ultimately, the Cardinals beat reporter to see if I was missing something. Like, again, he was at odds with the process. He was at odds with the organization whether he wasn't proud of the way that he handled himself back then, so he felt guilty about something. And no, it just came down to he did not feel equal to the other Cardinals Hall of Famers. Well, David Free stands alone. I've never heard of this. There are guys that get into Hall of Fame all the time where we're like, wow, he's getting in? They never say, I can't do this. Harold Baines, did he get voted into Cooperstown and go, no, I'm not really on that level. Of course not. He took the honor, went to Cooperstown, and now he's going to sign autographs forever that says Harold Baines HOF. Whoever says no to this stuff? I saw the story and I was like, I don't know if we'll ever see this again because I haven't, I don't remember ever seeing this. And I could be wrong. If you've got an example of this, I'm all ears. I read the story and said, I don't think I've ever seen this happen. Who has ever done this? 
Yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. So if David Freeze was elected to Cooperstown, I don't think he's turning it down. I think it's the idea it's the Cardinals uh, Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah, I also got the impression from everything I heard and read that he will go into the Cardinals Hall of Fame down the line, but there was belief in St. Louis that he did not feel like he should be voted in by fans before we've gotten to the point that Wainwright and Molina could both go in. That basically playing, it's almost disrespectful to the much better teammates he had on those teams to be in ahead of those guys. So you think ultimately? Ultimately, I think he will be there years down the line. So he'll be cool with this in 15 years. But he didn't even, as an ambassador to the team, feel comfortable with, they're going to sell tickets to have, you know, salute me as part of this Hall of Fame day one day for them this year or next year, whatever it ended up being, before the guys who were way more important to those teams that were so special to me get in. Still, it's amazing. It is amazing. It's humbling to not just take the quick... Hey, I'm going out there and, and doing this. Because me, I'd be the first one running up there, and I'd want my thing above Stan Musial's. Because you wouldn't know if you were ultimately going to get in. You don't know right. what f- the future holds. And I've said this before. I think there's way too many names in the Yankees Monument Park. There's way too many names in there. That the Yankees have this really special aura that if you kept it limited and scarce, those legends, I, they have enough of them. I disagree with that. Okay, but let me have my take first. There's enough of them to where Monument Park used to be Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and I'm missing one. DiMaggio? No, I think it was Miller Huggins or something like that. And then it was DiMaggio. But again, it was so unique. And now you guys got Pettit. You guys got Bernie Williams, who was a recent guest of New York Accent. But, I mean, you have a lot of guys that were really good, but they were not Mantle, DiMaggio, Yogi Berra, Ruth and Mant, uh, Ruth and Gehrig. So I think the Yankees have enough. You know, it's not like the Diamondbacks where you have to kind of like make sure this guy's in because you don't have a lot of them. So I think you can make it scarce. For the Cardinals, I mean, maybe there's a guarantee that he gets in one day, but maybe not. So I think that this is amazing that David Freeze would say, I can't do this. I think it's amazing. It's an amazing Show of grace. Yeah, I do. I I agree that it is an amazing. I just think there is still a difference between the Baseball Hall of Fame and your team's Hall of Fame. Like David Freeze probably is a St. Louis Cardinals team Hall of Famer because he was part of that that really great era and such an important part. Like Bernie Williams should be in the Yankees Monument Park, even if he's not Babe Ruth, because he's part of, a part of that era. There should be a difference between team Hall of Fame and. Like the elite of the elite. We've watered down the sport Hall of Fame more than the team Hall of Fame. Do you think that everybody in Monument Park is deserving? With yes, the I do. I do. And I don't think that because Bernie Williams and Andy Pettit were lesser Yankees than Babe Ruth or, or Lou Gehrig or in the great realm of the sport doesn't mean they're not Yankee Hall of Famers in the importance of the well, franchise. Well, I guess that's where I would I would say... Couldn't there be a monument park without being a Yankee Hall of Famer? Is every Yankee Hall of Famer have a monument? Well, that's the thing. They don't have a Yankee Hall of Fame. They have monument park, so it serves as the Hall of Fame. Like, you're talking about the team has had four of the most iconic players in baseball history. Yeah. Keep Andy Pettit out of the Baseball Hall of Fame with the likes of those guys. But in the realm of the Yankee Hall of Fame, just the same thing with David Freeze and the Cardinal Hall of Fame, I think that that's fine. I don't know if Pettit's in there. Doesn't that start making a pretty blurry line? Of- well, Pettit was a great Yankee, but he was not a great Major League Baseball player of all time. I do think there's a difference. There is a difference. But, I mean, you've had a lot of players, I feel like, that have been Andy Pettit line. 
he depends might be one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. And you'll be the first one tripping all over yourself next week if you get offered him for New York accent. Well, yes, I would. <laughs> and glossing him about being a Monument Park, by the way. <laughs> How did that feel to have that honor, Andy? And by the way, a bird pooped on me when David Wells threw a perfect game. Nobody's did, ever heard that story. Did I ever tell that story? David Freeze in 2011 hit the game-tying triple to keep the Cardinals season alive, two outs, bottom of the ninth in game six. Then won the game with a walk-off home run to the bottom of the 11th. And then the Cardinals won game seven, and he was named World Series MVP. And was named NLCS MVP that year as well. So David Freeze was NLCS and World Series MVP. So tell me how he's not a Cardinal Hall of Famer. Well, I'll put it this way. Okay. <laughs> Hold with me. Hold with me. Um, who was the 86 World Series MVP? Ray Knight. It was Ray Knight. Now, is Ray Knight a Mets Hall of Famer? He should be. Yeah, he should be. He's not, How, but he should be. I don't know. He had, like, what, two good seasons? But right. these championships are so hard to come by. If, you know, the Mets have two world championships in life, one of their World Series MVPs is in a Mets Hall of Famer? But we're going to celebrate, what, nine years of being great on teams that didn't win at all? I don't know. I do feel like longevity with a team is one of the one of the earmarks of, yeah, being a Hall of Famer for that team. But that doesn't mean that David Freeze or Ray Knight need their numbers retired, but they can be part of the team's Hall of Fame. You know right. what I mean? There's another level of... In Monument Park, are those numbers retired? So they have two separate things. The numbers retired and then, like, the plaques. Andy Pettit, you could argue 46 shouldn't be retired, but the guy should have a plaque back there. So is Andy Pettit's 46 retired? Yes. That you want to have an issue with? Fine. I, they I, retired yeah. too many numbers. Yeah. Not that they've had too many people in Monument Park. David Freeze shouldn't have his Cardinals number retired, but he should be a Cardinal Hall of Famer. All right. Well, what I would do if I was one of the Yankees is I would limit the monuments, and then I would make a Yankees Hall of Fame. And no doubt Bernie Williams and Andy Pettit could be in the Yankees Hall of Fame, but not have monuments and not have their numbers retired. Boy, we need a Hall of Fame monuments and numbers. How many things do the Yankees need out there? The Yankees. Jeez. They're the Yankees. They're, there's, the, there's the Yankees, the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Canadians. And those are the teams that should have five guys that have their numbers retired. There's five of them. And then everybody else can be in the Team Hall of Fame. And then if you're, I guess, baseball, you have monuments. I mean, we're getting <laughs> how, many, how much time you got before a game to get out there and see all that? <laughs> no, that's the point. There should only be five monuments to see. Come on, Dad. We need to get there two hours early. We got to go through the Hall of Fame, the monuments, and the numbers. Well, who would be a good example? Like, with the Padres, Tony Gwynn should have his number retired and should have a statue. So that yes. would be the equivalent of a monument. Trevor Hoffman, same thing. But Ken Caminiti, who won an MVP, should not have a statue and a monument, not just because of the steroids, but because he wasn't at that level. Right. He should, yeah, he should just be in the Hall of Fame. Him next to Steve Finley. Right, exactly. Steve Finley. Thank you. Exactly. Yes, yes. Or Bochi. Andy Ashby, right there. <laughs> when we come back on the show, we'll do some NBA offseason. Jared Greenberg, NBA on TNT next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Choose your weapon. Peeps with salsa or a kielbasa to the face. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. You can listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Originally, Yankee Stadium built in 1923. Center field. The center field fence was 500 feet. <laughs> Not far at all. <laughs> 500 I mean, feet come on. to center field. And they had the short portion right for Babe Ruth. But it was a 500-foot shot to center field, and there was a flagpole. And balls would never go that far. So when Yankees manager Miller Huggins, I was right, died suddenly in 1929, that was the first monument. He died suddenly, 29 so they put a monument in front of the flagpole. Again, that's 500 feet away, and it looked like a headstone. And so that was the first monument, and balls would rarely, if ever, go out there. Then, in the 30s, they moved the center field fence into 461, short porch and center, 461. And Huggins was placed at the marker. And then that's when they put Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth out there in the 40s as well. And that was basically it. There was the three monuments. And then they started doing the whole song and dance. Mantle got out there. DiMaggio. I think there was an Ed Barrow in there. (laughs) Then Yogi Berra and Bill Dickey. And then after all those, they had to do the renovations of the 70s. And then it was not in the field of play anymore. But once upon a time, a batted ball would go out to the monuments and rattle around out there around Ruth and Gehrig and Miller Huggins monuments out at 500 feet. So stupid. It's like 60. Even like the Canadian football league, can we move the goalposts back? Why? Why Why would you make life more difficult? Well, I think that that's really quaint and cool. That at one point in time, a baseball ballpark had monuments in the field of play. Now, that seems like it's kind of like... 
The mountain in Houston in center field? Well, that one was made to be kind of sticky. But how about um, the polo grounds where you basically had to run the length of a polo field to center field? Which is what makes the Willie Mays catch so amazing. Right. The grand, Didn't you have the groundskeeper that lived there? And, yeah, that was a whole thing. Yeah, that was last year when we did the PGPs last summer about something that we like or we know about. That's right, the side Cs. That was the side Cs. And Pete did wrestling. And Bogish did Dave Matthews Band with Caserta. And I did old ballparks. And I spoke to... Or, no, I didn't speak to the person. I spoke to the host of the podcast, Lost Ballparks. And he spoke to the son of the groundskeeper of the polo grounds who lived in an apartment in the polo grounds. And this kid grew up as a kid living at the polo grounds. Imagine that was today. Tough to get Uber Eats in there. Real tough. Bogus has headlines. DA, when we do trade Sean to Tucson, we mm. better get back more than the Wizards are getting for Bradley Beal. Washington probably... Well, the contracts are both kind of the same. They're difficult to move. This is true. Washington probably will not keep Chris Not a Paul. lot of takers. So it's Landry Shamit and six Jock Loans worth of second-round picks <laughs> Do we and get more swaps. than Landry Shamit? I, I hope so. Who's the Landry Shamit of Tucson Radio that we can take back? <laughs> Some offensive linemen from the Arizona Wildcats <laughs> in Rich Rodriguez years. What was that linebacker name with the, with the weird first name? Like Scooby something? Scooby Wright? Scooby oh, yeah, Wright. Scooby Let's Wright. take him. Yeah, we'll take Scooby yeah. Wright. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, the Suns now <laughs> He's pair. He's cutting tape tomorrow night. <laughs> now pair Beal Today. with KD, Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. That's four players on various forms of max contracts. The Clippers or another team might get involved in that land CP3 in a three-team swap. And the Hornets, who have the second pick on Thursday, reportedly working out and interviewing Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller for a second time today. Michael Jordan is selling the team. That was announced on Friday, but remains in charge through the start of free agency, so he's expected in attendance today. Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Ricky Fowler, the rest of the field, no match yesterday for Wyndham Clark. It's one of the biggest comeback stories in sports. Yes, it is. And LaGuardia Clark was 293rd in the world a year ago. Ball now out. he's a major <laughs> champ winning the U.S. Open at LA Country Club by one shot over McElroy. It's a story for the ages. So true. Sure and Clark is sure the is. fourth player in 100 years to win the Open while making the cut for the very first time. You know, I so- hit some great shots coming down at the end and Although I made a couple bogeys and it seemed like maybe uh, the rails were coming off, I was inside pretty uh, pretty calm. So um, I'm, I'm really pleased with myself with how I perform. Number You're so funny. Two things here. <laughs> Number one, we've had a little bit of parody in golf now. We had the Michael Block situation. Yeah. Right? He had a hole in one and was the, the toast of the town. Right. Didn't win, though. Right. Number two, got... Had the Canadian win the Canadian Open. Correct. Party scenes. First time in yeah. however many years. That's right. Nick Thompson. And now this guy now wins this guy. in just his sixth start or sixth. And apparently he's from Denver, so we're throwing him on yeah. top of the Nuggets and the Avalanche. Oh. So he's part of that surge, too. That's right. So parody there. Number two, what's this guy's name? Uh, Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark says that's when the rails came off. Isn't oh. it you come off the rails? True. Because it's like a train yeah. coming off the rails. You, The rails can't come off the train. I mean, that would be bad, too. What the I saying have, is, you came off the rails. I have definitely heard the rails have come off, but that's also bad that I've heard that. It's really the doors have come off, right? And that's the idea that yeah. you're kind of like traveling down the highway too fast. Your car or whatever is rickety and the doors are flying off. 
That makes way more sense. I think that's what that phrase is. Or the plane doors are coming off, so you're getting sucked out of it. But yeah, the doors come off, like I blew the doors off of them. blew the doors off. Like a route, you know, them. and then there's, we came off the rails. Yeah, blowing the doors off means something big happened, or you came off the rails, but the rails can't come off. Right, it's off the rails, not the rails are right. Man, I've heard both, and it's bad. Real bad. My education. Real bad. Off the rails with Jack Stern might follow you in Tucson. Oh, wow. That's not a bad one-two punch. I immediately fly back. (laughs) (laughs) The Yankees lost twice at Fenway yesterday, 6-2 in the afternoon, then 4-1 on Sunday night baseball. Aaron Boone's team now 8-13 without the injured Aaron Judge. we got to find a way right now. This is, you know, we're going through a challenging time right now uh, offensively, and we got to dig ourselves out. Ow! Yes, the third out is the best. The Yanks 1-5 against the Sox so far this season. Sterling had more outs than the Yankees had runs yesterday in two games. Ow! 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 <laughs> the Braves rolled to a 14-6 win over the Rockies after breaking the Culberson family's heart. Michael Harris, the <laughs> second, went 5-for-5 five five with a homer, 3 RBI, and 3 runs scored. Total disgrace. And the Marlins, 4-2 winners in Washington, reaching 10 games over five hundred for the first time in 12 seasons. Men's College World Series, Florida, held off Oral Roberts last night, 5-4. Those Golden Eagles now fall into an elimination game with TCU. The winner faces those Gators. And U.S. men's soccer won its second consecutive Nations League crown, 2-0 over Canada wow. in Vegas. Another banner night for Sin City, which we love to see. Wow. The Americans now move on to the Gold Cup, which begins this weekend against wow. Jamaica. DA, wow. back to you. Well, thank you, Bogues. Joining us next from the NBA on TNT and NBA TV is our friend to talk about the offseason of the NBA that is now beginning, and that is our friend Jared Greenberg. Jared, good morning. Why do you lie to your listeners? <laughs> How so? I was listening earlier this morning, and you were talking about um, the statement that was put out, and you said that it's similar to Bob's Bar and that it's a place of inclusion. That's right. And it's a safe, and it's a safe place. Yeah. And um, I just so happened this weekend to be flipping through social media and looking at the pictures. That is not a safe place for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is not a safe place. Like, there was, well, there was things there that were dangerous. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually true. We would love to have you there one year if you were so inclined. Um, is, is Odyssey flying me up? No. No, we don't have any no. budget. No, they won't even send me to the Super Bowl, let alone get your ass up here for Bob's oh. Bar. Uh, another point, did you see or hear the video of John Sterling getting hit by a baseball in the press box? If not, did. you did? You did? Yes. I'm going to play for you anyway. Uh, here- Ow! 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 Now, you're a guy that's on the sideline. You could be hit by basketballs. You could be kicked yes. by players, etc. Yeah. What'd you think about John handling the ricochet baseball <laughs> off the off the forehead. Where, where was anybody else in the booth to step up and, like, put their <laughs> hand in front of his face to, like, protect the man, you know? Ow! <laughs> 84 years old! He's got to take a baseball to the noggin! I, t- I tell you a, a funny story uh, real quick. Um, a bunch of, This is probably 10 years ago. I'm doing a summer league broadcast in Las Vegas, and I'm the sideline reporter. 
and the great Rick Mahorn, the bad boy, is yeah. calling the game. And in the middle of one of my reports, I get drilled in the head by a ball. Wow. And to this day, Rick Mahorn will text me just randomly laughing about that incident that happened 10 years ago <laughs> about how funny he still finds it that I got drilled in the head by a basketball. Basketballs are big. They're heavy. Did it leave you with a maybe a minor concussion? That probably knocked some sense into me. Okay. Yeah. I miss you guys. Yeah, I miss you too, man. And now the offseason's here. The big first move is Bradley Beal. Do you think that – well, what – how do you think the Suns will go about constructing the rest of the roster with yeah. all these monster contracts? Well, yeah. They, they, listen, this, this is, you know, in terms of offense and putting together superstar power, this is cool. But the next move is, is the important move for me. And that's going to be they're going to they're have to trade DeAndre Ayton because that's really their only pathway to creating an actual roster. Because I don't know if people in Phoenix recognize this, but you can't just have three guys on the court. And the issue with these three guys is that they're not on the court that often. So you can't just have two guys on the court, right? And, and if there are three guys on the court, there's still the <laughs> NBA still has this rule about just one basketball. So Your point is that they take up literally all of the money of, of a salary yeah. cap roster. Yep. Yeah. And, and then once, once you get beyond that, how, how do you construct a basketball team uh, that, that can play together? Uh, so, so for me, yes, their next move is their most important move, which was always going to be their most important move, whether they got Bradley Beal or not, which is trading DeAndre Ayton to get back some actual pieces to fill out this roster that complement Durant, Booker, and Beal. And I think their biggest issue right now, say what you want about Chris Paul, but Chris Paul was an unselfish playmaking point guard who was willing to find the strengths of his teammates and put them in the best spots to succeed. They do not have, listen, I, I love campaign. He's a really good backup point guard in the NBA. He's not your point guard that you want on a championship level team. No offense. So they've got to get some pieces back in this DeAndre Ayton deal that complement and, and, and are going to be able to maximize this incredible high octane offense that they, that they're going to put on the court. Jared Greenberg, NBA on TV. NBA on TNT and NBA TV joins us. So this begs the question, is it an upgrade to add Bradley Beal as a perimeter score, which you have two of, mm -hmm. if you have to trade away DeAndre Ayton, who's a big, who you don't have a backup of? Do you think this is an upgrade if you have to trade away Ayton? Listen, I, I think the argument would be you didn't give up much in terms of, like talent on your even though what I just said what about Chris Paul there was clearly some friction there there was clearly an issue of age there was clearly an issue of injuries they wanted to move on from Chris Paul so to, to get Bradley Beal for Chris Paul and Landry Shamit who was a guy who didn't crack the rotation for some of the playoffs that's okay um, DeAndre Ayton there's these other issues and I don't know whether they would be solved by the fact that they had a, a, a coaching staff change or whether it was something more than that um, I, I think they would have needed to move DeAndre Ayton either way. I, I, I think they, they just needed – they need to get more pieces on their roster. So <clears throat> is, the, is the sale price of DeAndre Ayton on the open market, is it intriguing? Is he a guy that can fetch multiple good pieces for the Suns? It does, is he desirable? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few teams out there that really could use a guy like DeAndre Ayton. 
Uh, the, the, the two teams that I, I look to the most are Indiana, the team that wanted him last offseason, um, and Dallas. Uh, th- those are the two teams that I think need him the most. I think a team that I'd be really intrigued by that I think could use him, but I don't know if they're in position to get him at this point because they're not ready to win just yet, is Charlotte. I think I, I look at those three teams right now as, as the teams that I would keep my closest eye on. I think the teams that probably have the most to help um, Phoenix win at this point would be Indiana in terms of their pieces. But uh, you, it's the NBA, so every time you think something's not possible or you say something's unpredictable, uh, something crazy happens within the next 24 hours. So who knows? Secondly, on the, mm-hmm. the big name front, Damian Lillard and the Miami mm-hmm. Heat have been connected. A, do you think that we've seen the last of Lillard in Portland? And B, do you think that that's a good fit? I, 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 I do think we've seen the last of Lillard. Um, the, the difference, and, and I want to make this very clear to, to your listeners, the, the difference between Portland trading Lillard and Washington trading Beal is massive. I think Lillard's a better player. I think Lillard brings better value. But Bradley Beal had the NBA's only no-trade clause, and that's not something that's necessarily negotiated. It's something that's earned. You have to be with a team for a certain amount of time, consecutive years, to earn that right to have a no-trade clause. Even LeBron James does not have a no-trade clause. It's not that it wasn't negotiated. It's just the way it's collectively bargained. So Bradley Beal held it over the Wizards that, listen, you could get a better deal from Team A, B, and C, but I want to go to Team D, and that's the only team I'm signing off on. Damian Lillard does not have that same power. However, with that said, the Blazers are going to want more in return, and I just don't know that a return of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, or or certainly Kyle Lowry, because I don't know what, what an expiring contract does for Portland right now, I don't know that that return is enough for the Blazers for what they're trying to do. Hmm. With the NBA draft coming up here on Thursday, Wembayama is going to go number one, obviously, to the San Antonio Spurs. And then we have to see who goes number two. And Scoot Henderson is a guy that has gotten some run over the last couple of days. Whether Scoot goes two or three, we'll see. But from what you've seen from him, how do you think he projects at the NBA level? Uh, he's awesome. Um, if, if, if this was any other draft, from what I've been told, from what I've heard, he would he would be right up there in contention for the number one pick. If it wasn't the Victor Wembanyama draft, uh, I think that, that he would be that good. I, I got the opportunity to meet Scoot Henderson. He came to our studio in Atlanta a few months ago. Just an impressive young man. And I think the way he's built, is, is he's, he's, he's thick, he's strong. He's mature as a human being. Uh, I'm excited for him in the NBA. And I think, you know, whether he plays a true point guard or more of an off-guard position, I think he's, he, he fits today's bill in the NBA with what he can do. And I think a lot of people are excited about him. That's why, that's why I think you're going to see so many teams between now and Thursday and maybe even after Thursday, wherever he goes, there, there's a chance that teams are going to make a bid to try and trade for him. Teams that are, are feeling like they're a piece away, teams like New Orleans, are really going to try hard to move up in this draft to get him because they feel like he can make an impact that that much that quickly. It certainly feels like there's more teams than ever that have a chance to win an NBA championship, and perhaps it's because we've seen the Bucs win one and now the Nuggets win one. But have we evolved past 
the collection of just a few teams that can win? And is that due to this new collective bargaining agreement? I mean, we haven't even seen that really take shape yet. And that, that's going to really start to come into play this summer. And it's, it's way too complicated for us to even get into on this show right now. But yeah, the, the, the NBA is trying to do a couple of things, mainly trying to avoid what, you know, what our favorite baseball team in, in what our favorite baseball team is doing right now, the New York Mets, where you just have an owner who's got, you know, unlimited money. And in the NBA, that, that owner is a guy like Steve Ballmer or a guy like James Dolan where they're just spending, 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 and it's and, – and by the way, Mets, Knicks, and Clippers, it hasn't resulted in a championship either, right? So it's not just how you – it's not just spending money. It's how you spend your money. But, but then there's, there's more details to it of, of limiting all this other stuff. Um, I don't know that it's going to limit a dynasty. I just hope my, – my hope in the end – is that and, and you and I had this argument seven years ago, and I'm gonna still I'm gonna go to my grave with this argument. I hope that teams get rewarded or at least don't get punished for building the right way, which is through the draft or making trades around the fringes that help them become great. And I think I think teams like the Warriors, with the exception of obviously Kevin Durant, but they were really good without Kevin Durant, and they were really good with after Kevin Durant. I hope those teams continue to get rewarded and and the possibility like the nuggets for example who've done this for the most part organically they have a really good chance of being good for a really long time there are teams now that have to have to find pieces this summer to compensate for what the nuggets do Hmm. it is such an interesting offseason and a good dynamic an improved dynamic that the nba more fan bases more teams feel like they have more chances to win a championship the doors open a little wider which is cool Jared Greenberg joins us from the NBA on TNT and NBA TV, and uh, you'll be on the draft coverage coming up here, right? Yeah, I'll do. Uh, I'll do our draft pre and post show on NBA TV from our studios in Atlanta. We'll have some great guys who know a whole lot about these uh, college and international players. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, hopefully, that's a safe zone for you. Hopefully, that's uh, not as dangerous as Bob's bar. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't. First of all. Uh, I, I don't have to have a uh, permission slip signed to, to be on this show. I don't have to worry about drowning. Uh, I don't have to worry about swallowing my own tongue. I don't have to worry about somebody um, projectile vomiting on me. Uh, there's all these things that make it a lot safer than Bob's Bar. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Well, you're welcome. I'll see you guys in uh, six months. Jared Greenberg joining us this morning on the show. And we come back, Advanced Analytics and your epic fail, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Boyle got oil, but now he's taking shrapnel. I got a text from somebody who used to work here that said, I'm tired of hearing about Boyle's athleticism after seeing him with his shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the follow-up text was, Talk about unimpressive. <laughs> that, that was a minor surprise of the day. Now, did that come from an unimpressive athletic-looking guy? <laughs> yeah, oh, good for sure. Point. Good point. I'll just say it was Joey Waller. Breaking bad news for <laughs> Joey Waller. Pete! Pete! Pete, what are you doing? Oh, Waller is taking a Waller yeah. said, talk about unimpressive. He said, droopy moves. Not exactly what you picture with the shirt off. Coming from a bottle of homogenized milk. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and Otis Miller on Twitch is not going to lie. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I mean, Boyle is not in his Northwoods League peak no, anymore. No, no. He's let it slip since hardball summer college baseball in Milwaukee. And just like Moraz was running out of pages in his fat journal. <laughs> he said he started drinking and eating everything inside that he was not going to be cut for he this. He was not. No, he took his shirt off. We're like, oh, okay. That's a Sean defense. I had one bad day of eating and I'm no longer Schwarzenegger. No, I think he said I got one bad day eating, so I'm not going to try anymore. <laughs> Maybe that it was, was Memorial it. Day weekend. Yeah, it was Memorial Day weekend. He said he ate and drank his way through the weekend. So what's, he just he, was, what's he done? done eat nothing but ice cream since then? <laughs> I mean... Like you all have breathed extra life into Bob's bar. <laughs> he's not that bad. No, he's not that bad. He just wasn't cut. We thought we were going to get like a ripped... No, I mean, when you hear the trials and tribulations of Boyle sending the girls home with the signed baseballs, you just, you know, <laughs> you expect a little more than that. Yeah, you want an ab or two. Some definition. Right. Uh, to me, it was more body to oil. <laughs> the way I oh, you're making him out to be like he was. He looked like Sean. Well, yeah, no, uh, it was. Yeah, what? Oh no, I mean, Darren... still trade places with him physically, <laughs> but I. Now it's one to one, and I know why. Wow, man, hey, hey, cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I was expecting to feel worse physically when he took his shirt off, Darren... and I didn't. Epic fail, you loser. Yeah. Is why you fail. Epic fail. Speaking of your poll question of the day, what was your favorite moment from Bob's Bar? Was it the Belch and Bassa? Was it the Canadian National Anthem? <laughs> was it Oiling Boil or was it Gelb Parking Cars? There was a clear-cut winner, and it was not the one I expected. Zach Gelb Parking Cars with 44% of the vote. Belch and Bassa got 29% of the vote. Oiling Boyle got 23, and Canadian National Anthem got 4%. Rich tweets in, very, very tough call. Too many that aren't even listed. I went with Oil Boyle, but the Orange Crushes were a close second on my list. Thanks again. You guys rock. Steven Severna Park. I voted Belch and Bassa. Gell Parking Cars was an honorable mention. He was great as well. And Eric and Nova, a.k.a. Gloria Splat, says, do I have to pick just one kind of impossible? If you want to watch the entire four-hour extravaganza or just kind of zip around over the course of today to kill some time, you can. The full show from Friday is archived on YouTube. Just go to the CBS Sports Radio channel there and watch the gratuitous sex violence and everything else. <laughs> it was, It was something. It was something. And... I am very proud to deliver something that didn't quite look like Sports Talk Radio on Friday that had a center of a lot of love. A lot of love. Thanks to Sean Mraz, executive producer. Thanks to Pete the Body Bilotti on the wheels of steel and audio director. Thanks to Andrew Bogish on your headlines. And Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. Be good. Be good to one another. I'm DA and the Mothership Disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.